Hi, this is Olivia. And this is Robin, and you're listening to K-Pop Hot Sheet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at K-Pop Hot Sheet and rate us on Apple Music and Spotify if you enjoyed the show. So today we'll be talking about Olivia's bias top from Big Bang, all of the drama around the group 50-50, and then we'll end with Shiny's recent comeback with Hard. Yes, yeah, so a lot of uh, hot gossip this week, a lot of stuff happening. Um, but let's start with Top. As we said, he's my bias from Big Bang, even though he's not part of Big Bang anymore. So I'm so sad. But yeah, so Netflix released um, an official picture of their of their cast for um, season two of Squid Game, and of course, Top was in it. Who I'm so ex- I'm excited to see him back because he is also an actor. And I think he's a good actor, and I love seeing him on the screen, and he's just been away for so long, you know? But not long after the announcement, a lot of controversy started happening. A lot of Korean netizens were not happy about the announcement. And then also Dispatch, uh, which is like, I guess, the Daily Mail of Korea. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Alleged that it was... um, Lee Jung-jae, who had campaigned for Top's inclusion, and for those who don't know, that's like the main guy in Squid Game. Um, and yeah, because I mean, they're really close. They're close friends. So I I think they're probably right. But yeah, they denied you think it. So? Right? Yeah, his agency responded saying, you know, it's not true. The casting of a project's under the authority of the director and the production company. Um They even said something like, you know, he understands that with the popularity of Squid Game and everything, like, a lot of people want to be on it, so it's open to audition, and that's all fair. And part of me is like, how much does an actor who's not a Brad Pitt-level actor have control over casting? But the other part of me is like, uh... I see what you mean, but he's also the main guy. So I feel like yes and no, right? Like, I feel it could go either way. Of course, they're not going to come out and say, oh, yeah, we casted him. Now, how much influence he had over it? Or was it more like, oh, I think it would be great to put, like, you just maybe put the idea in their mind. But he also could have auditioned for it. And they were like, great, we want him. Like, you you don't know how they decided to involve him. He could have gotten him an audition. Yeah. Like, maybe that's how it went down. That's what happens. Fucking Hollywood. (laughs) Also, wait, before we go on, what has Top acted in? Because I don't even know that I've ever seen him in anything. Oh, he's been in movies. He was, um... Shit, what was that? Remember Iris? With Lee Byung-hun? No. I think it was called Iris, but he, this was a this was a drama. He that was a minor role that was like in the beginning, but Lee Byung Hun was like the main guy, which I think maybe they're friends too. And I think Lee Byung Hun is in uh, Squid Game as well, towards the end. Like spoiler alert, sorry, but um, so maybe there's controversy with that too because he has his own deal of controversies. Um, but he's been in um, I forget the name of the movie. Oh, but he was, was in the gambling. He, yeah, movie. Taza. Yes, that was a really good movie. I love that. Um, and he's done, he's done some other stuff too, but... I just looked him up because I was like, I don't know. Um, yeah. It's not extensive, but he was doing like movies, you know? Not just like dramas and shit, which I always 
maybe this is wrong, but I think of like when you're in the movies and it was like a blockbuster movie, like it's a bit more higher level, you know, you've made it more than just being in like soap operas, you know, like TV. Yeah. Um, But just to go back a little bit, like why are the netizens so pressed, which I don't even know, like really, like it's been so freaking long. But, you know, Top had this controversy in the summer of 2017 when what was she was a trainee from YG Entertainment. Hansa He came out and like started like pulling people down with her, basically. Um, and they had this whole controversy that he like smoked marijuana with her and he had like denied it. But then they did a drug test and it came back positive. So it was like going back and forth and back and forth. He ended up receiving a suspended sentence of 10 months in prison and two years probation. And ever since then, like, hasn't really been back in the entertainment scene. Um, Not that, I don't know if he ever explicitly said that he's never going to come back, but obviously took his time. Now he's back. He he did say. He did explicitly. Yeah, he did. I think that's kind of why people are a little, like... (laughs) But it's like, people can change their mind. (laughs) Yeah, it's been six years. Yeah, and in that in that time frame, like he was under a lot of psychological and mental distress from that, of course. Um like he had even I don't know if he fainted, but something happened and he like ended up going to the hospital during that time. Um like it was pretty intense. Uh and also I mean, Korea's very, very, very strict with marijuana stuff and like from my point of view, and I was in Korea at the time, it seemed like, why are we making such a big deal out of this? It didn't do, like, heroin or, like, sell it to kids or some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it was a big deal. But, yeah, some of the netizen comments are, like, intense, uh, and I'll read some of them. They're saying, the talent pool of South Korean male actors must be bone dry if they really couldn't find anyone besides him. Uh, I hope the series becomes the biggest flop in the history of Netflix. Wow. Okay. Top, just go to the moon. No one wants you here. It's like, come on, guys. (laughs) I don't know. That was just like, I just roll my eyes. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell people that now. Just go to the moon. No one wants you here. Although I think he's actually, isn't he part of some... Yes, that's why that it's, uh, it's a bit like a space like thing. wants to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> He's like part of that. Oh my god! But I'm excited to watch it. So he has one fan. I like. I want him to get his. I don't want to call it redemption because he did something wrong. Like it's not a big deal to us in the country we live in. We're like whatever. It's a big deal in South Korea. I remember, I feel like at the time, people were really going after that trainee girl. They were. And I think that she just started pulling people down (laughs) with her. But I mean, like, the netizens being like, I'm going to find you and kill you because you... Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. (laughs) I'm not surprised. But, I mean, there's so many celebrities that have had controversies and came back. Like, even Kang Ho-dong, who was peak, you know... I think just next to you, Jasaka's like the main MCs, right? 
Yeah. And he had some, like, tax evasion controversy. And he was, like, very sorry. I remember at the time he was filming um, Strongheart. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Oh, yeah, I did. I loved it. I love it. And then they had to, like, cancel the show because of that. But Mm -hmm. he's back now. He's back doing his thing. Like, Well, Strongheart is back. (gasps) It is. They've rebooted it. Yeah. Stop. That's hot news for me. Oh, my God. I'm going to start watching it again. Is it with Isungi again? Yes. Um, <gasps> it is Thumbnail Battle, The Strongest Heart. <laughs> that's what it's called now. Oh. Well, that's, a, that's exciting that they're back. I didn't even know that. So I'm going to definitely catch up. I mean, I, I learned something new today. I love this. <laughs> so I'll watch Squid Game 2 with Top on it. That'll be exciting. Thank you. I don't think that the handful, like, how many people in South Korea are actually mad about it? And in the my scheme last, of everyone. My last thought on this is that even if South Korea doesn't watch it, Squid Game was like an international hit. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, in their system. Like, they're not going to give a flying fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are still going to watch it. People don't know Top. They don't know his controversy in Korea that happened ages ago. And then they're going to laugh. Like like you said, I know it's they, he did something wrong, of course, but it's so specific to Korea that like people would laugh at that. Like, oh, we're not supposed to watch this because this guy smoked marijuana and lied about it. Yeah. So anyways, I don't think it's going to flop. Netflix is not going to give a shit about... Yeah. <laughs> Any of those haters with their go-to-the-moon comments. (laughs) Well, from one controversy to the next. All right. So 50-50. I'm going to, in full transparency, did not really know who they were or the song Cupid because I live under a rock and I don't have a TikTok account. I don't go on to TikTok unless Olivia shares things with me. (laughs) Um, So... I was watching that reboot of Strong Heart, and they were two of the girls from the group were part of it. And that's when I became interested because their story um, to try to win Strongest Heart was essentially about how they're not really well known or popular in South Korea, but like they are blowing up across the globe because of the song Cupid. So. Background on 5050 in the song. So the group debuted in November of 2022 and released a single Cupid in February 2023. So pretty much immediately after the release, shortly thereafter, a TikTok dance challenge with a fan-made sped-up rendition of the English version of the song went viral. Um, and I know you've done the dance challenge, Olivia. You probably know I've more about it. this than me. Yeah, I mean, not other than... <laughs> It's not even just a dance that went viral. The dance went viral, but the song is a song that people just always have in the background of, you know, on TikTok, you just make videos. So either you do something cute with like boyfriend or girlfriend pictures or just having because it's a fun song and even like sped up and stuff. And it does help that they also released an English version that and I also side note the lyrics are cute and they make sense you know what i mean and it's like tasteful because sometimes people will do english versions or english covers and like it doesn't flow as well yeah as the korean version but this one actually worked really well i haven't i haven't even heard the english version 
Oh my god, yeah, you should go listen to it. <laughs> Gonna have to. Um, okay, so then the song, it, it went viral, it went all over the place. It ended up on the Billboard Hot 100 um, on March 27th, making 50-50 only the sixth group and the fastest K-pop group in history to do so, to get on the Billboard wow. Hot 100. Um, and it then went on to become the highest charting hit by a South Korean girl group in the history of the pop airplay chart, and only the second South Korean music act to land on the adult pop airplay after BTS. Oh, I was going to say who was the first, <laughs> but you said it. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. That's, that's more than fucking Blackpink that like mm -hmm. headlined Coachella. <laughs> yeah, insane. So it totally blew up. They're famous globally. And then the drama starts. Mm -hmm. So... There are a couple of key players in this K-drama here, this real-life K-drama. Um, Attract, so Attract with a K, of course, always, um, is the label... And a double T. <laughs> well, no, that's how you spell... Is that how you spell Attract? Wait, now, I thought it was just one T. It just looks, <laughs> maybe just looks weird to me because it has the K. Oh, no, it is two Ts, you're right. <laughs> Ignore me. ESL. I'm going to use that as an excuse. <laughs> so Attract with a K is the label that has the sole management rights of 50-50. Then there's this other company called The Givers. And they're an external music production company that was hired by Attract. And these two companies together came to an agreement um, in a partnership in producing 50-50 where Attract would hold the management rights while the givers were in charge of music production and managing projects under a service contract. This kind of sounds like a post, not a post, a dystopian, like, young adult teenage novel. And these are like the two factions, Attract and the Givers. You know what I mean? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That's hilarious. I feel like we could write a young adult novel based off of all of this drama and just... I mean, add that to the list of of things we want to do <laughs> <laughs> of side hustle jobs we want <laughs> young adult authors cat cafe oh owners oh my god podcast hosts yo i mean it's become a trifecta anyways let's get back on this track <laughs> all right so this all of the things i'm about to describe happened in the span of about a week. So a lot of drama in very quick succession. So it all started on June 23rd when Attract released a statement clarifying 5050's lack of promotions and mentioned this legal battle against third parties suspected to be interfering with their exclusive contracts. So they basically thought that somebody was trying to poach the members and they released this whole statement because fans were kind of like, well, where are they? What are they doing? Like the song completely blew up and they weren't doing all of these promotions around it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so as part of the statement that they released, they're like, well, we know you're curious about why they haven't been promoting. Um, quote, to be honest, one member developed medical symptoms. So we discussed with the member and their family and with the consent of both parties, she began treatment um, and ended up undergoing surgery following the doctor's diagnosis. 
Um, she'd need over a month and potentially two months for recovery, so they halted the artist promotions um, and gave the other members a break, too. Can I pause there? Yep. It's like, that's fine if that happened, but that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. They, they still had three other members that could have promoted, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, unless they were all in agreement of like, oh, we can't promote without you or whatever, but like, it's like the group over the individual sometimes, like, if the group goes and promotes and becomes even more successful, like, the girl's going to come back, you right. know? And if it was only, like, clearly they just wanted to tack that on to mm-hmm. the rest of the statement about, like, shady proceedings, because if they were going to halt promotions because of somebody's health, it's not unusual for it to just get announced at the time. Yeah, like exactly. And the fact that they try to make it seem... And we gave the other members a break, too. Like, oh, trying yeah. to seem as if you're a magnanimous, you know? Like, what are you giving them a break from? They haven't even really done anything to need a break. Yeah. So that was on June 23rd. So a couple days later, on June 26th, a track then made allegations against an unnamed third party, accusing them of attempting to poach the members by approaching Warner Music Korea, which is the group's global distributor. So then they also had the balls to demand an explanation for Warner Music Korea and vowed to hold those responsible legally accountable. So Warner Music Korea responds and they're just like, hey, not true. They denied all allegations and they said... Quote, we have made every effort to provide our capabilities and network to enhance the remarkable achievements attained by 5015 as agency. However, we are deeply disappointed by the unsavory allegations that have been raised. So the company and then Warner Music Korea's distribution group, the company's like being all paranoid and shit here, being like, oh, you're trying to, someone else trying to poach my artist. And Warner Music Korea's like, no, dude, relax. We just want to promote them and make more money. This is going to quickly ex- escalate, but it's weird that they would release a statement and make allegations against an unnamed third party that's accusing them of attempting to poach the members by approaching Warner Music Korea. Like, pulling Warner Music Korea into this, especially when you're such a small little company, yeah. and be like, we demand an explanation. Like, Warner Music Korea is just going to be like, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like they are overly paranoid and shit of like, like, dude, just focus on your group. Try to make them happy, keep them happy and make them famous. It's not that hard. Like, Hitman Bang did it. That's that's BTS's... uh, I think I knew CEO. that. I think I knew that. <laughs> I was like, oh, did you know? What it- <laughs> we still need to have you educate me on BTS, but... Yes, we still need to have that episode. All right. So the next day after that allegation and Warner Music Korea responding, Attract then revealed that they filed a criminal complaint against the CEO of The Givers. So if you'll remember, that's the kind of partner company that they were working with. So... They filed a criminal complaint against the CEO for obstruction of business and breach of trust for allegedly trying to acquire the copyrights to Cupid. Mm -hmm. So then the givers denied those allegations, but also asserted that they had owned that copyright to Cupid even before the 50-50 project began. 
Oh, man. So it's getting juicy. Getting interesting. Juicy, juicy. So then the day after that, on June 28th, so this is really all happening in the span of like four or five days. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. The four members of 5050 released a statement through their legal representation announcing that they filed an application for a provisional disposition suspending the, val- the validity of their exclusive contracts. Oh my God. So now they're like trying to get out of their contracts with the tracts. Um, I do want to read this one part of their statement. The statement's kind of long, but I think this one part, especially. It brings me back to talking about new genes and people being young and mm-hmm. all of these things in the industry. Um, and also, I was going to say, at least it's not as long as the new gene statement. Good Lord. No one will ever <laughs> write a statement that long. Exactly. So if we went through that, like nothing, it's fine. We can read this statement. All right. So, quote, despite our young age, the four members have tried our best to think and behave independently. After sufficient discussion with our parents... We came to raise the issue with the help of our legal representative. Nevertheless, a tract is not listening to the voices of the members, saying that it was an attempt to extort the members by an external force and arbitrarily disclosing the reason for a member's surgery without consulting with her, while they are unable to clearly explain their breach of contract. The members were highly disappointed and frustrated seeing the situation. The members raised issues about various circumstances in which Attract did not fulfill contractual obligations, such as non-transparent settlement and the unilateral attempt to enforce scheduled activities despite the members conveying their poor health conditions. We would like to make it clear that this is an independent decision by the four members in unison without any intervention of a third party. You go, girls. Mic drop. Yes. Seriously, mic drop. And I really hope that someone picks them up or something. Like they're able to leave this little company that can't do shit with them. And they're able to continue on the success that they're having. Yeah, it's a shame that you get you get what you finally trained for and hoped for mm. and then and even more than that yeah like international that's gotta be like from the get-go come on yeah so now the givers have also announced that they will counter sue attract for spreading false rumors the company company reiterated that they had fulfilled their contractual obligations and obtained the copyright claims to the group's songs through legal means so Still ongoing legal battles, and hopefully things work out for these girls. But amidst all of this, they'll be releasing a track called Barbie Dreams featuring Kali on July 7th for the Barbie movie soundtrack. I'm so excited to hear that. We're going to have to do a a little quick follow-up. I hope it's good. Yeah. But I'm also curious how this works. Like... Is it Warner Music Korea coming in and being like, oh, like, let's have you release the song. Technically, they're still under our track. So, well, did they have to say yes? I don't know. Since Warner Music Korea is the global distributor and the giver or the givers, whatever they're called, um, say that they legally have the copyright claims like a track can't do anything. Right. I'm sure that they had all this Barbie movie soundtrack stuff decided 
before oh, right. before like all maybe those. It was, right, right, right. It's just being released now. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, we're going to have to be on top of this and see what comes out of it. I, like I said, I really hope they're able to work things out and continue on their success because I think they have great voices, really cute song. I mean, I really... I'm not going to take that back. It wasn't just Cupid. There's another song that I like by them, too. They don't have many songs out, but they have a few. Um, so I like them. I, I really was um, anticipating to, you know, to see and hear more from them. And it's just really sad that so early on they're hit with so much controversy. Yeah. Well, now I'm being me and I'm looking up their ages. Oh, they're even properly aged. Look at this. I can get behind this. <laughs> Yeah, they're like between 18 and 20, right? Yeah. Properly aged. I love that. And the song is cute. It was not a sexual song, you I know? I know. Ugh. So, we're, we're 50-50 fans. I mean, I can't say that quite yet, but I support them. Well, I I'm want a supporter. To be. I want to be a 50-50 fan. I want to be a supporter. I'm yes, a top supporter. I'm a 50-50 supporter. <laughs> we're just supporting left and right here. And I'm also a shiny supporter. That was a really nice segue. Thank you. But I think I would say you're more than a supporter. You're a fan. Oh, yeah. I am a big (laughs) fan. If anything, I'm a shiny supporter. (laughs) So shiny is back, 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 back. Um, They recently came back with their album Hard and the music video. Um, for their single, Hard. Uh, Olivia hasn't seen it. So I think we're going to just take a little pause right now for her to see this. We'll get her reaction and I'll give my opinion on Hard, the video and song, and also the album. Because, of course, I listened to the whole thing multiple times by now. I love it. Let's go hear it. Okay, so my thoughts, it just felt like they were trying to be someone that like, someone or something that matches today's like aesthetic, like I was thinking like Stray Kids or NCT, right? But it's like, that's not them. Like you, you can be shiny, you can do shiny. Why do you need to try to do this and be hard? And, and maybe this isn't their choice, you know what I mean? It's like SM at the end of the day, and it's very SM-like with the different transitions and different fucking songs and, like, what's going on. <laughs> like, Girls' Generations, I Got a Boy, I always go back to that. Um, yeah, I don't know, it just felt so, like, I, st- like I laughed two or three times every time the, the chorus came on because it just felt like, oh my god, like, cringe, what are you guys doing? Yeah cringe is the right word for it so I will say that I was expecting much worse to be honest because I I always watch the manager me and my variety shows um and Taman was on the manager and they did like 
the sneak peek premiere of the song. So they played like a bit of the chorus and had them doing the choreo for dance practice and everything. And when they were talking about it, they kept being like, oh, this is us showing that we can do hip hop. And I was like, do you? you, No one's asking for this, honey. We don't need you need to prove yourself that you need to do hip hop. It's yeah, I do like it better than don't call me. I was so much more disappointed and devastated. Was that hip hop too? I don't know what you would call that. I mean, I guess if you call this hip hop, you can call that hip hop. I'm not sure. But yeah, so I was expecting it to be a lot more cringy because I would say that if I cut that song into different pieces, I maybe like 60% of it. Okay, that's a big percentage. If you take out... The heart like a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> See, you just can't stop laughing. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I like... like a criminal. Uh, but you know what? You know what, SM? It probably would get fucking stuck in my head. Yeah. Just because it's like so ridiculous. But like first first look first thoughts i'm like "Mm." yeah because i like the verses for the most part i like the pre-chorus even the chorus can go to hell like (laughs) it's so but it does get stuck in my head which makes me hate myself i'm like (laughs) jesus christ what's wrong with me um the part that kills me the most is when they're like ko knock you out like i'm sorry none of those sweet sweet gentlemen are gonna knock anyone out i know (laughs) that's and that's the thing right it's just that goes back to my first thoughts it's like they're trying to be something they're not and maybe if they were a new group like exploring their concepts you can get away with it but they're so established that i'm like Mm, why do you have to do this? Like, because BTS has done it, because Stray Kids does it, because it's, like, the vibe to be hip-hop now. You can stand out and still be successful with your own look. It's not that everyone loves hip-hop, so you have to do hip-hop. Yeah, and it honestly sounds like a Super M song. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was thinking other... I could see other boy bands in SM doing this and then that also makes me think like does SM not even really do the artists not have an identity is it more like your identity is whatever SM's identity is in that time that's what it seems like it seems like they basically have a bunch of songs and a dumpster out back and then it's like yeah who's who's gonna sing it this time who's next who's up next which is kind of like mm. Who's going to get this as the lead single and it doesn't even match the vibe of the rest of the album? Because let me tell you, the rest of the album, well, Heart is the first song, first track on the album, so it's set in the tone, great. Juice is the song after that, also, in my opinion, garbage in the same vein. (laughs) Then it starts to transition, and a lot of the songs are like, there's a song called Identity on it. I encourage everyone if you're going to listen to one song from this shiny comeback, Identity. It is very classic shiny, but it doesn't sound, you know, like old shiny. It's, it just sounds like how I think they should sound now. And also the song that was the pre-release, The Feeling, is like such a good song. And I feel like 
I feel like the members probably gravitate more towards those songs than they do something they like can, this. Yeah. They uh, can choose what they is going to be marketed. They look so awkward. Like even when they yeah. were doing the choreo on the manager, Key, because um, Key can speak English the best out of all of them, and they had an American, I think she was American, um, choreographer, uh, who they were like, oh, she worked with Beyonce. And then they showed her in the background of oh, wow. a picture with Beyonce. And I'm like, I don't know how she worked with her, but cool. It's good flex. Um, but she was like... She was you a ha- background dancer. <laughs> she, she was basically like trying to tell them to change their facial expressions. And Key was like, yeah, they're, they make it look too easy. Like, you got to look tough and all this stuff. And it's like, come on. Taven can't look tough. No it's matter just not them. No yeah, matter what clothes you put style. on. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So disappointing, but I did expect it to be worse, but still cringy. But I encourage people to listen to the rest of the album because there's some really good shiny songs on there. Yeah. I just had like a thought and it brings it back to BTS a little bit. Sorry. Um but it, what's interesting is I wonder, you know, I don't, I can't think of the right word. I don't know if it's a dichotomy, but, you know, when a group first starts, they have their flavor, they have, you know, the look, their concepts, and shiny was shiny. But then as you, as an artist, grows and the years go by and then trends are different, right? And you're trying to like, I don't know, either reinvent yourself or try to fit in it changes, right, who you are as a group. And um, the reason why I mentioned BTS was um, because they recently had their 10-year anniversary. And um, RM, the leader, had, like, some showcase in Korea. And he was, like, talking to the fans and answering questions and stuff. And I'm paraphrasing, but I just remember reading about this. And he mentioned how, like, oh, up until a certain album, which was maybe a couple years ago, before they like fully, fully, fully blew up, he was like, oh, I, I felt like I had control and I knew like who BTS was and where we were going. And then after like Butter, Dynamite, like all the songs that came basically after capitalizing on um, their fame and stuff, mm-hmm. he felt that he had no control over like who they were anymore, what their sound was. And it's basically because he probably didn't, right? Because now it's, the distribution companies are trying to make as much money and deals. So it just goes back to this, right? Like SM just just has songs that are out there, songs that they think will be hits because they're trending. And they're probably thinking, okay, Shiny's been gone for a while, so let's bring them back. Let's give them these songs. But are you doing it thinking about Shiny as a group and what actually would work for them? Or is it just a cog in the machine, you know? Yeah. And it's sad, too, because I feel like with a group that's well established and has been around for so long, like Shiny, that like I, I would be surprised if they got like net new band fans because of this song. Like, why not just let them do their Shiny thing for the Shiny fans and we all just live our best lives? Yeah, I know. Yeah, and is it even like they're even trying to attract younger fans, or is it more just I just want to get the most listens and whatever you know? Because 
it's a song that could come up on your Spotify or could be playing on the radio and you're like, oh, I really like the song, you know, and it's not that you're going to hear and you're like, oh, I'm going to become a huge Shiny fan, but they just want to get the streams. But does the song, what the song do that? I don't you know, yeah, that's a whole other, it's a whole other topic going on. I don't think it does, but who knows? Also, Korea has different tastes too. It could get big there. Uh, and fans are fans regardless. Like even if the song is trash, they will still buy the albums. They will still stream. They will still support because that's just that's just the fandom way of K-pop. Yeah. Well, I mean, also so. the remainder of the album is great. That's the that's the thing. Yeah. It's not like they're leaning into this hip hop thing for a whole album. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. But that's your title. <laughs> yeah, that's your title song. It's like oh, I don't know. More likely, I listen to the title tracks than I listen to like a whole album. You know what I mean of an artist. So, but I will listen to Identity. <laughs> <laughs> I will go listen to that. It's a good song. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. We have come to the end of our um, controversy gossip-filled podcast episode. So thank you everyone for tuning in today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at kpophotsheet. We will start posting at some point more stuff. We really have to get on that. But, you know, follow us. And then when we start posting, you'll start seeing fun stuff. Um, Rate us on Apple Music and Spotify if you enjoyed the show. And don't forget to turn notifications on in Spotify by clicking the bell icon if you want to be notified of new episodes when they're uploaded. We're also on YouTube now at K-Pop Hot Sheet. Yes. No fun videos yet. Maybe one day. But oh my God. really, it's just um, the podcast episodes in video form on YouTube if that's the way that you want to listen to them. I mean, added to our, our list of... <laughs> things we need to do yeah make videos too (laughs) (laughs) all right toodles bye